Welcome to the Jesus Loves Me podcast. That's Jenna Rowling. And that is Sharon Lucy. Good and morning. Yes. Good morning. It's still, morning. It's still. still morning. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, we have coffee, though mine's cold and old, but <laughs> that's all I want for today. Otherwise, caffeine is uh, equals pain in my life, so right. but I can't seem to give it up. <clears throat> right. Oh, it's a little bizarre, I know. I know. I'm at my one or two cups a day, yay. Yes. More water. Rather than all day long. Right. You know, we could do that. Easy, easy. That's how I grew up. Right. <laughs> but have it in my life and in my family's life. You know, coffee. It's just the thing you do. Right. Anyway, today we are going to be talking about the majesty of God. Yes. And the first thing I want to do, I'm going to make a clicking noise here with, on my computer, but uh, is look at the definition of majesty. So majesty comes from the root of majestas, from the root of magi, major, more, or greater. And the first definition is greatness of appearance, dignity, grandeur, dignity of aspect or manner. The quality or state of a person or thing which inspires awe or reverence in the beholder, applied with peculiar propriety to God and his works. I don't know how peculiar that is. Uh, so some of the verses that are connected with that part of the definition would be that Jehovah reigneth, he is clothed, 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 clothed. that's a hard one. With it shouldn't be. <laughs> I know, right? Clothed with majesty, and that's in Psalm ninety-three. There's also the voice of Jehovah is full of majesty. Psalm twenty-nine. Uh, let's see, and then the next definition is dignity, <clears throat> elevation of manner, and so let's see. Then we also have majesty as a title of emperors, kings, and queens as most royal majesty. May it please your majesty. In this sense, it admits of the plural as their majesties attended the concert. Yeah. Wow. So, majesty. You know, and if I look at, because I also was looking at some scriptures that have the word majesty. And really, when, the, when you look at the scriptures that say majesty, there's so much more in them than what that definition says, truly. You know, um, the reverence, respect, and awe is like one of the first things I think of when I think of God's majesty. I think of his glory. I think of his, well, how he is the king of kings, the <clears throat> Lord of lords, the, the most right. high, the most ancient of days, Jehovah Jaira, Jehovah, Rafa, yeah, Nisi. Like you, you think of all of these names that God has, and all of these characteristics of God, and it becomes overwhelming. His Majesty is is unfathomable by us, right? I think. Well, and then it said peculiar. I know. I, I was well. Like, you know what peculiar. came up when you said that? Yeah. Is in okay. Where does it talk about the four living creatures in Ezekiel? Uh, yes. Yes. So. And they're kind of funny looking people. Things. They're quite funny looking things. They have eyes and wings and what else? Yeah. Eyeballs all over the place. 
Yeah. That's kind of peculiar. A little bit. (laughs) But we are his peculiar people. Yes. And we're we're his peculiar treasure. Yes, we are. Is what scripture says. Yes. And, and I always found that awesome because I am a little peculiar myself. Right. Aren't we all right? (laughs) I love God. It's like, oh my gosh, I actually fit in and I'm a treasure. Yes. Because I thought treasures were supposed to be perfect. Oh. You know, not peculiar. Okay. You know, so that always, uh, that was always a good scripture for me. I really enjoyed it. So uh, here's, you know, I found a, a scripture here that talks about the sword of your majesty. Ooh. So it says, it's Deuteronomy <clears throat> two, uh, 33, 29. It says, happy and blessed are you, O Israel. Uh, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord, the shield of your health, and the sword of your majesty. Your enemies will cringe before you, and you will, you will tread on their high places, tramping down their idolatrous altars. So just his majesty is an affront to the enemy. Exactly. And the idols. Yes. That's amazing. And it will take them down. Oh, I love that. And so... Let's just talk about that for a minute. Um, and I actually have, I call them angel chills. I have chills right now, like Holy Spirit chills. Um, because we were not going to record on Majesty this morning. Ah, right. We were recording on something else. And God stopped us. And God stopped us and said, hey, no, I want you to record this instead. And go ahead and say, tell us what he said. Well, it's really interesting because... We were feeling like this other subject, but the Lord was saying, no, I want them to know about me. And this is what this podcast really is all about. So it's about his majesty, of course, and it has everything to do with his identity, which is also ours. Yeah. We're made in his image. Yes. And, you know, he was saying that he really, really, really wants this to be for people to come and be filled with him, be filled with his identity, his, his majesty, um, you know, a place where they can come and drink from him and who he is. So yes, this is a wonderful subject. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it is all about the Lord, you guys. And I know, you know, that on whatever level, but there's always a deeper level and there's always more, there's always more. Always, always, always. Yeah. And so I believe that this this topic today is for us to, to take ourselves to the next level. Yes. As far as understanding who he, he is and as far as his majesty as the king. Yes. The reigning king. Now, majesty. So we've seen that majesty is, is it's a weapon. You guys, it's a, I know, right? It's a spiritual weapon. Warfare weapon. So when you're faced with something and you're like, this is spiritual warfare, I'm gonna, and remember the old ways. Just remember that in the past, we would get down and we would like start fighting and we would put on our armor because I guess it wasn't on already. And then we would start calling out all these things and repenting and asking for forgiveness. And now I'm not saying we're not supposed to do that, but another way to war is to talk about his majesty and praise him Mm -hmm. for his majesty. Yes. 
And that is going to take down your enemies, and your enemies, enemies will cringe before you. What oh scripture gosh. is that again? That's Deuteronomy 33, 29. Okay. Yeah, pretty amazing. And there's another one here. It's First uh, Chronicles 16, 27. And it says, Splendor and majesty are found in his presence. Oh. Strength and joy are found in his place or sanctuary. Yeah. Address? Address, First Chronicles 16, 27. So when we talk about his splendor and majesty found in his presence. That means spending time with him. We're spending time with him. We're building our relationship with him, becoming more intimate with him. Mm -hmm. And in that, think about it. When you're with him, because mm -hmm. he's with you, he's inside of you. He's mm -hmm. with you. He's around you. He's all about it. And in his presence. So he's present with you. Mm-hmm. And in his presence is his splendor and majesty. Mm -hmm. So you, my friend, carry God's splendor and majesty. Yes. As long as we're abiding in him. What a concept. Right. You know? Right. And how would that be if we really understood that? Right. If we really took that to heart, how would we then treat people? Right. Or act in our day mm -hmm. or respond to the world when world events are getting out of hand. Right. It's true. And then it continues with strength and joy are found in his sanctuary. You know, and who, where's his sanctuary? Right. We're the temple. Right. We are the living temple. And so strength and joy are also in you. It, it just is, if you believe the Bible. Right. That is. Right. I mean, you know, there's that. So how does majesty, I'm just going to throw this question out there. How then do you, do you relate to majesty in your everyday life? You know, how do you, because majesty is such a, a, a word that it was always meant for royalty. It was never meant for me. You know. That's in, what we think. In old thinking. Right. It's not meant for me. Who am I? And if we even do have a good self of I, sense of identity as a child of God, we're still, still not thinking. You know, we may think I'm a princess or I'm a prince or I'm a, you know, a brother. But to say... I should be called majesty. Right. That's just, that's just weird. And then how, again, how do I take that into my day? Right. Thoughts to ponder. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? And again, I think it means that you have different relationships. Right. You have a different understanding of love. Now, so let's talk about that. Do we love our king? Mm-hmm. And do we love ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, and if, if we look at, um, you know, there, there are very few, I believe, left monarchies in the world. Yes. Very few. Um, and not everyone is for the king or queen. Right. You know, they're not for them. And they have no... Then, voice. They have no... Right. They will have a voice, but... Uh, no respect, no awe, no, <clears throat> no sense of belonging mm -hmm. as with 
God is king mm-hmm. who is inviting us to, to be, align with him. Yeah. yeah, to to align with him, to be his family, mm-hmm. to be his loved and cherished and peculiar treasure. Yes. You know, um, yeah, so. Yeah, and I would um, even challenge you all to look up things like peculiar treasure. Yes. Some of those other words, even just your regular dictionary or getting your concordance. Because it always expands your understanding of who God is. And often, more than not, the Hebrew or the Greek, especially the Hebrew, has levels and levels of understanding and meaning. Like one word can mean three paragraphs. Yes. Because often the Hebrew words are concepts. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's important if you haven't gotten to the place in your walk where you are studying the the Hebrew, the Greek, even um, the Aramaic, you know, really digging in, <clears throat> excuse me, really digging into what words mean. I really encourage you to do that. There are lots of um, places online, websites that you can go to. It's all free, too. And it's all free, yeah. And so you would just go to, you know, like, let's say you go to BibleHub.com. You would look in the Hebrew. You would just Mm -hmm. search in the Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can look at the lexicon and see what the words mean. Break it down. Um, Yeah, so really good. It's good to get out there and use some true Bible study tools uh, to learn the, the Word of God. Also, if, if that sounds way too academic for you, just read the Amplified Version of the Bible. Yes. Just do that. And the Passion Translation, do that. Mm-hmm. And you've got a really, really good version, you know, translation of the Bible that it has been laid out verse by verse, word by word um, as a study. So uh, let's see. There are a couple other verses here. Well, there are lots of them, actually. So I'm trying to cull through them to see uh, which ones that we should talk about, which ones we can leave because there are too many. But let's see. Let's go to Acts 7, 5, 5. So Acts 7, 55. It says, But he, being full of the Holy Spirit and led by him, gazed into heaven and saw the glory the great splendor and majesty of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. So again, this brings in Deuteronomy 33:29, the great splendor and majesty of God. And that is, in, this is the Amplified. So what that is doing is it's defining the word glory. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And the glory is the manifested goodness of God, by the way. Right. Just on a simple level. Because we can't quantify the glory. Not yet. Not yet, but we're going to. Yes. We're going to get a better picture. How's that? We will. And let's, we talk about glory as far as where we're at in the kingdom age. Oh, yes. Um, You know, probably back in, gosh, 2006 or so, the Lord started having me proclaim the glory all over the earth. And there's about three or four scriptures that talk about it. And... You know, it's a David, I know in the Psalms, I don't know where else it is. I'm sorry, being bad, but um, just I think proclaim glory would be a good thing to put in your search engine for your 
um, Bible programs. But, you know, he started having me call it out back then. And we can't even begin to understand what that's going to look like, except for a friend of mine had Jesus actually show up to her the other day. And, and I've been told this by other people that everything we're looking at right now, all the ugly is going to be like a dream, a bad dream. Thank you, Lord. And we're going to be walking into what I'm going to say even seems scary to think about in a way that you can't even believe it's true scary. Like, oh my gosh, is this real? And we're getting really, really close to that. And I'm going to give you just a little different look at the glory. The glory of God contains his presence, his majesty, his splendor. And everything that God is, because he's good, it's his goodness. But here's what we're starting to see. Many years ago, the Lord showed me this. He said that when the light and dark come together, which is what we're seeing in the shaking, the light is the glory, the goodness of God, and the darkness is just the evil we're seeing. And the shaking is like stuff that's happening in the world right now. Right. So that when light and dark hit, The light overcomes the darkness. It's just like hot and cold for a tornado. It's the same principle God told me. It's the same principle. So when that glory comes, what it's doing is it's shaking up the evil. It's approaching the earth. So we're starting to see like a storm. We're starting to see the outer bands approaching the earth. Many years ago also, probably in that same time frame, I literally saw three waves and I knew they were the glory. And the one, the first wave was kind of far back. If you can just picture a simple wave, three waves right behind each other. So it was cocked pretty far back. Take your elbow on the table and put it back without bending it too far. And that's where that wave is. Now that wave is getting way closer to touching. And it's like, a, it's going to be like a tsunami. Uh, during a tsunami, all the water that pulls back exposes everything exposes the seashells and whatever else is on that ocean floor. And then we're going to have the glory hit. Now we know tsunamis are quite, um, can do damage. Well, it's going to do damage to the spiritual realm. We're getting really close. The first wave will be justice. You, you have to have judgment to bring justice. People get all scared and upset. I'm like, no, because you judge between, I want a green popsicle instead of a red one. Mm-hmm. That's, a form of judgment. The judgment that people get weird about is, oh, God's going to punish us. Well, that's not what's happening here. It's going to be whatever you've sown into is what you're going to reap. So the light, the glory of God is just exposing that and it's going to bring it into fruition. So we're, we're really close. We're super close. We're right there. And, you know, Sharon and I are both uh, seers as well and we have seen more glory lately coming into meetings coming into conversations that we're having mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden here's the glory of the lord and mm-hmm. you know we can see it we can feel it um and and my my hope is my prayer is that for all of you guys you'll begin to understand the majesty and glory of god so that you will start to feel it in your life. Mm-hmm. You will start to mm-hmm. recognize it and actually praise God for it. Now, I do have a scripture here that does talk to more of what Sharon was saying. It's 2 Peter 1.16. 
and it says, For we do not follow cleverly devised stories or myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we are eyewitnesses of his majesty, his grandeur, his authority, his sovereignty. Wow. Yeah, so you were talking about what his majesty is and yes. the glory is. And, yes. You know, his grandeur, his authority, his sovereignty. You know, there's just so much there when it comes mm-hmm. to his majesty. And we, now, I think many of us in our, when we're building our relationship with the Lord, sometimes we get a little casual with him, you know, and that's fine. There are, there are times to be casual with him. And call him Abba Father. And there are times to call him your majesty. Um, and I've had this happen in my life where the first time actually God showed it up to me in his full majesty was during a time that it was a traumatic experience for myself and for one of my friends who, uh, was, who fractured her skull. And as I was praying for her, God showed up and his beauty was beyond understanding. Like it was, it's so hard to describe. He was in gold and turquoise and I mean, he was just draped. Everything around him was just gorgeous and beautiful. He was on his throne and it was amazing. Mm. And, you know, and he told me, not to worry that that he had my friend's spirit with him. And so that to me, I mean, it, it hit me. Like I felt my knees hit me um, because he was just so majestic. So, I mean, he was the king. Mm. And he was in control of this situation. And he was basically telling me, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, um, you don't have to get involved in any other way, you know, except loving right. and that's it, you know? So he will have, he will come to you at times when he's more serious, you know? Um, and I was happy for him to be serious with me at that moment because he corrected some of my spiritual um, beliefs that I had been taught from some people, some prophets and, I was praying a certain way and he said, no, I've got this, you know, and, and that's all I needed at that time. Um, but I think we all need to spend that time with him where we're really looking at him on his throne. Right. We are seeing who he is on his throne and seeing, you know, where Jesus is at his right hand and then where we sit in the throne room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there are many times that like when I go into the throne room, so many times he lets me sit on the floor by the throne. And so I feel like his little daughter. Right. So I'm not supposed to say anything or do anything. You know, it's just, I'm just there as, uh, his, as a witness and and as his child, um, which is really precious, but yeah. So yeah, the throne room. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Because we're, and the Lord was saying too, we're going to feel it. Yes. We're going to feel his presence. And I think what's really interesting is when certain things shifted um, in this country a few years ago, we could feel the difference. 
okay? And we're going to feel an even bigger difference when Jesus comes. It's like all that weight, that oppression that we feel and all that heaviness can happen. That's all going to go away. Yes. And the more we, it's just inevitable. The more you stay in God's presence, the more you're in his light, yep. the more darkness has to flee. Yes. The better it, you feel. The better you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it is. And, and honestly, you're sowing the right things because you're in the right presence. You're in mm-hmm. the right frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Therefore, life will end up being better for you because you're going to reap that positivity instead of the darkness. Right. That's all around us. Yes. So. So. Wow. Okay, then. <laughs> all righty, So then. look up scriptures on majesty. Yes. Look up scriptures and, and look up scriptures. Look up all the words in scriptures mm-hmm. and... Really um, get to know what his majesty is and ask him to uh, invite you to the throne room mm-hmm. and spend some time with him and his majesty mm-hmm. in his courts. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's a good one. Very good. Amen. All right. Well, I think we're done. So don't forget to spread the word. And be you, share you. Bye. Bye.